Oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. A little fired up for Thursday. Uh, I'm getting back to being 100 health-wise. So the morning that you wake up when you've been ill and suddenly you feel better, it's like the greatest morning in the world. It's unbelievable. But um, since I've been battling a bug, I'm not going to risk infecting anyone with our great partners at Cavens Construction. So to kick off the show today, we lay the groundwork for our virtual remote, if you will, and we are joined by Jessica from over at Cavens, Jessica L., to kind of remind us what our Thursdays are all about. What's going on, Jess? How are you today? I'm great. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. You got me good? Yes. Sorry. I'm not We're used off to, to good calling into radio shows. <laughs> Really? Well, oh, you're the 10th well, caller. You want to know what you won? You got it. <laughs> normally you help me with the headset, got... get it straightened up, and you're not here to help me with my, operate my cell phone, so. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. And of course, I usually have way too much equipment for this remote, but regardless, uh, Jess, I wanted to take a few moments here right off the top of the show because we have so many new listeners that have found us on 94.7 and on 1430, The Buzz in Tulsa. Uh, Gary's told us a lot about what Cavens is about, but you're big on the commercial maintenance side. Take us through what Cavens can do for companies. Well, that's a long list. I don't know how much time you have, but... Um Really, one of the things that we're focusing on right now that's kind of in high gear is a lot of our environmental work, Uh, mold remediation, investigation, carpet cleanings, air duct cleaning. I know that a lot of people are having a lot of issues right now with mold, with all the rains that we've had the last few weeks. So we've been pretty busy with that at the moment. So, Jess, you specifically do a lot on the commercial maintenance side of things, working with business owners that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe they don't have the budget that they once did in order to have a, a maintenance person or a department. Can you kind of take us through the process as to how you help business owners and make Cavens your one-stop shop for all painting? Uh, if, if there's issues where they need repairs, you guys have them covered. Yeah, um, I Basically, my goal with our commercial and facilities maintenance clients is to make their jobs as simple as possible. So if they have a complaint or a call or an issue, I want them to be able to text me or call me or email me and never have to think about it again because they know that I'm going to get it scheduled, taken care of, and the quality of work is going to be better than they anticipated and it's going to be handled as quickly as possible. What's the best way people can get in touch with you, Jess? Um, call our office. That number is 405-573-3048. And our wonderful and of course, office manager, Amanda, can get them set up. And most of the time, if it's a commercial or facilities maintenance client, they'll be dealing with me after kind of the initial call. And I have a work cell phone that is always with me. So a lot of customers are comfortable texting, calling, emailing me. So we try to make it as easy as possible on people. Amanda's probably so happy that I'm not there today. All right, uh, Jess, listen, we appreciate you kicking off the show and letting us know the value of the commercial maintenance department and the overall value of Cavens Construction. Enjoy your Thursday, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. You too, Chris. All right, we'll see you. It's Jessica L. See, there's two Jessicas, Josh. Maybe we need to make that clear. 
there's two Jessicas. There's the boss Jessica Caven. So there's Jessica C, and then there's Jessica L, which is Jessica Lau, who runs the commercial maintenance department. Does that clarify everything? How are you on this Thursday, dude? Good morning. I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you for clarifying that. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull a fast one here. You would, And if I didn't say anything uh, outside of maybe losing my feed here in a second – we are mobile for this first segment. <laughs> I don't. Was it? Is it that glaringly obvious or not? Because I just, I couldn't do it over the phone, right? So I had to break out my equipment, make sure everything was functional, and so we just we had a little drop off at vacation Bible school this morning. So I was running behind, but is it that noticeable? No, you actually spilled <laughs> really? the beans. I don't think anybody would have known <laughs> if you didn't say anything. Can I tell you what I first thought of busting myself out on? Is I had my turn signal on. <laughs> I had the turn signal on. I was like, that seems really, really loud right now. But, hey, technology, baby, let's go. Um, I did a show this morning from 5 to 8 a.m., and we talked a little bit about NBA Finals Game 6 tonight. We spent a little bit of time talking about the uh, hockey from last night, and we spent a little bit of time talking about the NFL. I wanted to start with a very simple question to Josh Helmer. Noted noted hockey guy, right? I mean, I think that's, that's fair to say, right? Noted hockey guy, Josh Helmer? Sure, yeah. Hockey watcher, hockey fan. S- someone who watches the league beyond just whenever it's in the playoffs. Th- these are all fair assessments, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed. When our complaint about the NBA is that we don't get great games and that we're we're stuck with like blowouts and things of that nature why after a night like last night why isn't it the biggest story in sports what what is it in general about that sport to where it just it doesn't seem like it can get over a popularity hurdle and i'm not here to tell you that i necessarily think josh that the um that the nba is like the king you know what but it just seems when it comes to a conversation on national radio when it comes to a conversation on the espns and the debate shows out there it's not just second wheel it's like third fourth or fifth wheel and i'll tell you what what i watched last night was better than any nba playoff game i've seen since maybe the first round of the playoffs why can't hockey get over that hurdle I think really it's show hosts not being comfortable talking hockey maybe, more than anything. Maybe so, yeah. It was a great game. It was a the, great game. The Avs, the way they jumped on top of those guys, scored the game's first two goals, and then the Lightning got one back, but the Avs rebuilt that two-goal lead, and then just like in a flash, the Lightning <laughs> evening it up at three apiece before uh, we go into overtime and obviously uh, the big overtime winner to set the tone for the series for the abs which by the way is is hilarious because for all of the pre and post game shows that we get Josh and all the different highlight shows and and things of that nature the hockey post or I, I guess it's not post game the bridge show between the end of regulation and overtime and I'm, listen, we, we can have our, our qualms with Steve Levy 
but he's pretty fantastic when it comes to hockey. I'll give them credit. They absolutely nailed it on the head, did they not? Right before the opening faceoff of overtime, Steve Levy goes, who you got? And they all went kind of through who they got, and he's like, but we all agree it's going to happen fast, right? And Chris Chelius goes, yeah, it's going to happen fast. And I think it was at Mark Messe. He's like, oh, yeah, this thing's going to be over quick. And I thought to myself, ooh, what a kiss of death. Because usually whenever you have every single person in agreement on something, Josh, when is the last time that everyone ever agreed with everyone on something and came to fruition? Has that ever happened? I don't know. Nothing else comes really to mind right off the top of my head. <laughs> Typically, yeah, that is the the kiss of death. You, you right. always feel like there's unless it's Alabama football, then you you kind oh, of get yeah, right, right. Off. You're like, well, and, yeah, they're probably right. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, and it's funny because I sit here as a host and I bring up the excitement of it and how into it and how excited I was. But outside of our top five stories of the day, presented by Newcastle Casino. I don't really know, Josh, when we're diving back into it today on this show. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a great win though. Burakovsky, oh, the overtime winner. Just that that one little mistake and the the Avs obviously made him pay with a rebound goal. Yeah. We'll we'll hit it in the top five stories today. But did you see the big news on Twitter.com just moments ago? Did you see what's happening on this show today? What is uh, the big news? Patty Gasso is joining us at 11 a.m. That is now, huge news. Now, it's going to involve a little show manipulation, right? Because Joey is typically with us at 11 a.m. on a on a Thursday. Now, I, you know, boo on me. I didn't really double check with him to make sure he'd be okay. But I, I just assumed if, if, if Coach is coming on, he'd be cool with it. So, Joey has that option if he wants to go earlier or later you're his brother which way do you think i should go with this hey sorry the goat is coming on are you okay with moving up or back or do we just assume he's okay with it i feel i mean it's his spot on the show so i kind of feel bad about it yeah i don't think he's gonna throw any sort of a fit okay (laughs) wouldn't that be great though you know what i would love more than anything else is for joy to go no that's my slot I prepare my week around 11 a.m. on Thursdays, and you're giving it up to someone else? It would mean a lot, (laughs) but I I wouldn't bank on that happening. (laughs) Uh, So, Joey, later on in the show from OUinsider.com. And, yes, we're very grateful to to Gary and the Cavens crew for being flexible with us today um, because, as I've said, I've been a bit under the weather. I don't want to risk, you know, necessarily doing anything that could affect Cavens and their productivity I mean, I, I pretty much ruin the productivity anyway when I'm in their, in their studios yelling and screaming on Thursdays. But we'll, uh, we'll go in-depth with Gary a little bit later on in the show, and we'll also go in-depth a little bit later on with the always, always informative and talented Chris Smith from over at Cavens as well. So Joey Helmer coming up later on in the show, Patty Gasso at 11 a.m., and some Cruton news that tends to be – ramping up over the last couple of days. But when we come back, Josh, I told you that I was scheduled to do something last night that was a first for me, and I was really excited about it. And I was I was slated to be on the call of the opener for 
and it's not the season opener, but the opener for Jocelyn Allo in her professional softball career. I've, I don't even know if you want to say I've agreed to a deal, but because there is no deal and there's no paperwork, and it's just I don't even know what their schedule is. But I've been um, tasked by the great Lauren Chamberlain to call a few softball games for the WPF. But I got thinking about it on a deeper level. Not not for me personally, but just for the league. And when we come back, I want to spend a few moments passing out some kudos. Nothing to do with the league, nothing to do with the individuals, but everything to do with the fans. And I'll explain next right here on The Ref. Dude, what a fitting bump to use. Look at you. Uh, I failed to mention in the open how yesterday, in advance of the Sooners leaving for Omaha, they met with the media, so we've got some highlights from their presser. Uh, obviously, Skip Johnson was fired up. Though, did you hear the did you hear the point that TJ was making? that they were showing the highlight and it was all home runs and Skip Johnson came up and said, I don't know what all these home runs are. We're a running team, <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. But OU off to Omaha. And I, I have enjoyed – I mean, listen, Josh, you and I started the conversation yesterday looking at the bracket, thinking about what they might do pitching-wise. That is a legit conversation. I mean, it. it's not, dig, it's not digging for a storyline. You start thinking about – Again, the positives, you can go one, two, three. Or if you lose, you happen to lose your opener tomorrow against A&M at 1 o'clock, then you got to start thinking about what? Okay, do we just go ahead and throw Cade Horton here in the second game with as good as he's been? There's going to be some incredibly challenging, but, but, I mean, welcome pitching decisions because you have that depth with your starting rotation. Yeah, I think regardless of – Win or loss for me, it's it's pretty straightforward. Bennett, Sandlin, and Horton. I think you you go that order. Like we discussed yesterday, there is kind of that outside possibility if you start two and zero to think about throwing Bennett right with uh, what maybe one day's less rest mm-hmm. to try and get into the championship series. I think you just boom, boom, boom. One, two, three. Isn't it wild to think, I, and, and maybe this is just me, but by Wednesday, Oklahoma could be on their way to the championship series. I mean, I know it's Thursday, and I know it's looking ahead six days, but given how long the College World Series usually seems to me, how, you know, I mean, again, you've got, you know, back-to-back the opening day tomorrow has games at one and six, and then on Saturday it has games at one and six, but for some reason – Josh, it always seems as if it's such a long week. And yet, lo and behold, you look up, you're like, dang, by Wednesday, we could have our final set. You know, any of these big-time sporting events, whether it's the Women's College World Series, the College World Series here for Oklahoma baseball, the Super Bowl, if your team is, is playing in it and you've got that Two-week stretch in between the conference championships to the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, whichever sport you want to pick. The weight always, once it gets going, the series itself or the build-up to the Super Bowl doesn't feel as long when it's your team involved. 
That's a good point. And then if they're done, you're like, oh, is this thing ever going to end? If your team happens to go out early, can we just get rid of these Ugh, people? Why do we God. play this College World Series for so long? This is so stupid. What are we doing? Anyway, that's me. That's me being probably uh, cart before horsey here. But, I mean, what's new? I'm always like this. Hour one of the playing show. He's brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Their perfection is your protection. That's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Patty Gasso scheduled for 11 a.m. this morning. But, Josh, speaking of softball, I wanted to give some kudos out. For those that aren't familiar, there are two, count them, two professional leagues now in the sport of college softball, or professional softball. Uh, And one of them has an ESPN deal. That, of course, is the league that features Sid and Sierra Romero. Very, very fun watch. A little confusing. They do some different things with, uh, with scoring and with, with standings, but it's, it's fun to see the Stars play at the next level. The other league is the WPF, and that's Lawrence League, and that features the, the pride, which I guess you could say when you're thinking about professional softball, the, the team that everyone seems to know and everyone talks about is the USSSA Pride. And this year, they have partnered with Jocelyn Allo's team, the Smash It Sports Vipers, and they're basically starting a separate league. Now, my hope, again, I'm dumb on this stuff, but my hope is that these two leagues can find a way to come together like they were before. And I understand some of that frustration is with money and some of that frustration is with ownership. But I just, at the core, I find it very hard to believe that professional softball can exist with two separate leagues. Is the talent there? You bet. Um, but is, is the interest there? Yes. But I also worry if you're splintering into two, it becomes confusing, right? Yes. Very confusing. It's like, oh, well, where does Jocelyn play? Oh, she plays for the Smash It Sports Vipers. Oh, okay, well, are they going to play Sid and Sierra's team? No, that's a different league. Oh, okay, well, what about that team that Shelby Penley's on? That's a different league from Sid, but it's the same league as Jocelyn. All right, well, can I watch it on ESPN? No, you got to go to the website, and you got to stream it, and you got to pay for this. Oh, what about the league that Jana Johns and Lindsay Elam are in? Well, you see, that's a separate league from that one. And by the way, I went to try to buy a subscription to stream their games last night. Bro, I mean, are we being serious right now in what they're charging for some of these streaming fees to watch maybe two or three games? Get out of here. But so my point is, there is a lot of confusion when it comes to professional softball. And that hurts. I mean, it hurts because you're – you're splintering up your best player, and then they're playing players, and they're playing at the same time, and then one's really easy to watch because you can click on ESPN and it's there. One is a little bit more of a challenge to find. You're counting on tradition. So that, that challenge is there. But I'll tell you what got me fired up about it. So last night as I was waiting to call this game and waiting and waiting, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't getting a lot of communication. And the broadcast was supposed to start at 7.30. And I hadn't heard from someone at 7.30. Then it went to 7.35. (laughs) 
Then it went to 740. So do you know who I reached out to? I reached out to Senior OU, who I happened to see was at the game. I'm like, is it raining there? Are they going to play tonight? And it got me thinking even deeper. How awesome is it to see a fan like that? And then I'll take OU Sooner softball fans as a whole and a fan base in general that realizes when a sport like softball, who is trying to find a footprint in the professional softball, in the professional world, I would say softball, the professional world, they live in Kansas. They see this opener as being played at Shawnee Mission School District. So what do they do? They go support it. They go support it. They're out there. He's, t- he's got a, a crew of Sooner fans that are going. The, o- the OU Club of Kansas City is there. I can't tell you, beyond just me needing a feet on the ground report as to whether or not the game is being played, but Josh, whenever we talk about softball state and whenever we talk about growing the game, it's more than just showing up to a college world series game or to a game at Marita Hines field or to an event when you support it beyond the collegiate ranks and you do things like driving to Shawnee or where's my Florida Sooners at when you're in Vieira, Florida in, in two weeks or whenever they're in, let me see some of the other Oxford, Alabama, Evansville, Indiana, back in Kansas city, Kansas, they're in Peoria, Indianapolis, Vieira, Florida. When you're at those near those places or you travel, that support is what's going to show that this can work. Now, it's going to take a lot. I, I, I mean, it's going to take a lot. But that got me pretty fired up because, you know, in all fairness, we follow the Bakers and the Kyler Murrays at the next level because, well, the NFL has a pretty solid footprint. And we'll go to games and we'll buy the gear and we'll do those types of things. But the NFL – you're going to be fine without us. NBA, you know, guys like Blake Griffin, they get drafted. And, I mean, outside of that hatred that was there because for some reason he wasn't a Thunder. But Blake Griffin, Trey Young, all these guys, awesome to follow their career. Great to go watch them when we can, right? Whenever it's not a Thunder game, right? But, or, but back up when it is a Thunder game. Gives a little bit more juice to when Atlanta comes to town. Or, gosh, I don't know. Where is Blake now? Brooklyn comes to town. Wherever. When, when Indiana comes to town and Buddy. It, it's awesome. But the NBA's going to be fine without us going and supporting these guys. Softball might not. Professional softball might not. I mean, I, and by the way, I could do baseball. We, all these sports are established. They're going to make The Major League Baseball is going to make it. The NFL is going to be fine. NBA is good. WPF, Athletes Unlimited, to see y'all going out and supporting beyond just, hey, we're, we're softball fans and we love OU softball. Josh, I can't even begin to tell you how cool that is and how necessary that is for the success of this league. It's huge. It's huge, and it's something that really both leagues need to tap into. And yes, I don't know, you know, I don't know the formula for what that looks like per se. I don't know if that's just your communication department is active and understands that, hey, we need to be out in front and 
let the Oklahoma Club of Kansas City know we're going to be out that way. Let the OU Club of Tulsa know we're going to be out that way. And I'm not talking just OU. I think that for these leagues to be successful and to drive interest in it, you do play up the college fandom card for these softball fans. You you look into, okay, where is softball at the college level? Where is it really attended well? Who who supports it the best? We know Oklahoma's one of those. Sure. What what does the rest of that short list look like and Let's be good in the communication department. Let's be great in the communication department to let them know we're going to be out your way and this league wants you there, right? I mean, I think that's so important. And then just off the top, what you said, I totally agree. Totally agree. To me, there is some confusion with there being multiple professional leagues. It would behoove the sport if at some point, yes, they can merge together Get get to where you, you don't have to do as much in the way of paid streaming that maybe some fans don't have that subscription to already. Like, if you've got a deal with the Netflixes and Hulus or whoever, ESPN Pluses of the world now, okay, well, well, you're good, right? But maybe a platform like YouTube TV or some of these others that are out there, not as many people – maybe have that so those are just things to be conscious of but it would definitely for professional softball it would serve them so well if eventually yes it can come together and be one league not that again the product in both leagues can't be great it just makes the most sense to have all of your best talent right there together under one umbrella in one league and i don't i'm not going to pretend to sit here and understand the whys and i'm not trying to make this a segment to where we drill deep on what do y'all think on the Vipers versus the Pride, your calls, or how fun is it to see Kaylee Clifton playing? And she, no, no, none of that. My point is what, just, just what Josh just brought up. It's so cool to see Sooner fans traveling to support this. So, Senor, thank you. It was really awesome. And at first, I'm not going to lie to you, because I started following him on Twitter, and I really like him. At first, he's posting these pictures, and it's like, we're going to be sitting here, and this is where we are. And honestly, Josh, I had no idea where they were. I was like, what are they doing? And then it quickly realized, oh, yeah, that's right. WPF, let's go. Good times. Thank you, guys. It's and hats off to them, right? I mean, hats off to those fans for yes. understanding. They know. This is not going to be successful without my support, without our support. Kudos to you. That's the whole point. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. And I'm not saying you have to go to every game, uh, but it's really cool to see that kind of support for these women because they deserve it. All right, it's 935. Look at us kind of on the clock. When we come back, I've decided to punt on Deshaun Watson conversations. Seems as if it's become... I don't know, problematic. Y'all want to now suddenly defend him, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. But we got a little game six talk. Plus, Skip Johnson met with the media yesterday. We'll tell you what he had to say next right here on The Ref. Josh, are you letting the intern run the show today, or are you back in your Brown O'Haver studio spot? Oh, no, I've got 
Pierce punching the ones and twos with a watchful eye. At least Pierce didn't screw up with, like I did. I told my story yesterday about my first time. Did you know I spilled a cup of coffee into the board one time? Oh, my gosh. Like a, a whole cup of coffee with Don King. You know, Don King's one of my best friends in the world, but in my most critical moments of life, he's kind of been, I don't know, uh, I always envision it like the guy that's reaching for the hand to pull him into the helicopter for safety, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, what's that shiny thing over here? Or kind of kicking the hand away. Because I, I poured that cup of coffee straight into the board like I meant to, and, like, he just walked out of studio. I'm like, hey, we'll help. Well, hello? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where our paths diverge. Right, exactly. There's another time we were, weren't were running late for a remote, and one of the sales ladies came up and was just ripping me, man. And Don's like, oh, I got to go over here. I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> I thought you I thought you were going to help be the fall no, guy no, here. You were here to help me on this, knowing that we're not late. But anyway, I digress. Welcome back into the Plank Show. Good, good luck today, Pierce. Don't screw it up. Yesterday, put behind us. One mistake. It's pretty good, though, right, Josh? Not too bad. When you, when you, you take the training wheels off and it's one day? Not too bad. We had a little bit of a hiccup in there. I won't That's say it. where, but generally speaking, good. Okay, uh, I want to address Kendall's barrage here of text to the show. Number one, <laughs> uh, you didn't tell us fans where the send-off part was. I thought you guys were the home of Sooner Athletics. If we didn't tell, or you didn't hear us telling you about the send-off yesterday, I would question how intently you listen to the show. I mean, I, in fact, whenever I got done, I was like, that should make the people that sent that email happy. Um, <laughs> Mission can, accomplished. Can we focus on baseball one day? This is now a baseball state. It's like. No offense, Kendall, but I think you've been a baseball fan for two weeks. I don't know if you can start chastising me on not talking enough baseball on the show. We're a baseball state now. Yeah, we've always been a baseball state. we got a lot of pro guys. <laughs> uh, but he does bring up a very uh, – maybe a point of information here to clarify. Why are they planting a softball league in Kansas and not the heart of Oklahoma? Seems like a no-brainer. They're not. It's just where they're playing their first series. In fact, I think the headquarters are in Oklahoma City. I think they are. I don't even know, to be honest with you. I know the Pride has their thing, and then obviously the Vipers have theirs. This is – um, I mean, I'm not even kidding, Josh. One day on this show, we need to really go in-depth. And it might be a July thing, maybe even a, an August thing. You know, you, you think – let's just say, hypothetically, smash it sports Vipers. Like, that sounds goofy. Go dig into Smash It Sports and look at all the teams they have and think about the money that is rolling through there. I, look at the Bad Busters. Do you know how many different Bad Buster teams there are? It's not one or two. <laughs> and it's in the hundreds. And all of them are making money. Somebody is making a lot of money off of this. I just I don't know how we can – turn that into consistent success for professional sports leagues because a lot of that money comes out of travel ball and in youth teams. Uh, here's another real quick one on this, and we'll move on. 405 writes, can we petition the pro softball ladies to play Summit Hall of Fame? That would be great, just like a series or something. They did it last year with Team USA. They played a couple exhibition games. But, yeah, I don't know. There is here, – here's the one thing I've learned. 
there seems to be a lot of politics involved. And I don't know why. Because if you were truly about growing the game, then you would think everyone would come together and find a way to grow that game. Now, I understand there are some political issues, and I don't mean like the politics of, you know, say one person getting more money than someone else and the battle between who's been there longer. I mean some legit red, the blue political issues that led to this thing falling apart to begin with. But I think this could be a step with someone like Lowe who is a good communicator and a good people person to help rebuild these bridges because I just I don't know how two leagues can make it on their own. Is that too much pro softball talk on the show today, Josh? Is it time to move on? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a good amount. The the Hall of Fame stadium thing, I mean, wouldn't it just make sense to host more events if you can host more events? You guys, I think the thing that is it, – it's sometimes – Destiny was telling me this, Destiny Martinez. It's sometimes a little bit difficult, but USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium isn't like the Cotton Bowl. Right, the Cotton Bowl hosts like two games, and that's it. It's like OU Texas, uh, there used to be a soccer team there. There's a bowl game there, and that's kind of it. I mean, that I think they stay pretty busy. I think there's a lot of men's tournaments that are played there. Uh, there's a lot of youth tournaments. So I'm. it might be a scheduling issue more than anything else, Josh. I don't know. But it would be really cool to have that take place there. Okay. 946, let's move on. College baseball, OU on their way to the World Series. One thing you notice, it's very similar to softball, but in baseball, you've seen a team that came in, not a top eight seed, a couple of them, make a run to the College World Series. Ole Miss is in that mix, too. Uh, One of the questions that Skip was asked during a windy press briefing, and I guess you can't say press briefing because that's more of a politics thing, but in his meeting with the media – Here's what Skip Johnson had to say about parity in college baseball. Well, it's been a, there's been a lot of parity in college baseball. Um, I think as much as anything, it's a, a, it's a, college baseball has become an offensive sport. I mean, it really has. And, and good, bad, or ugly, or wherever we look at it, and you, it just in a moment, guys getting hot at the right time. It doesn't, you know, the, you look at teams that are, that are really good. Uh, sometimes it's not a blessing to, to host a regional, and sometimes it is. I mean, you could see the, the difference when we were playing on the road at Florida and the difference we were playing on the road at West uh, uh, Virginia Tech. I mean, it was, it was a tough environment. Our kids really excelled in it. I'm really proud of them go, staying with the stuff that we talk about going pitch to pitch, and, and it was really fun to watch them in that. I think the, the one and two teams, it, you never know in college baseball, and that's what's awesome about baseball. Does, every, does anybody ever really win at baseball? You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those deals where um, you, the one thing, you have a good pitcher and you have a good team that's hot, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're hot and they're doing it, and, and it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's the it's game, and it's a, a game of failure, and that's what's awesome about it. It, it reveals your character. Yeah, they've shown some character. I love the conversation about parity across college baseball parody across college softball parody i don't know across every sport but college football it seems like right now but sooners send off was great yesterday they got a they're off, off take what they have practice this morning so they got pictures that are be taken right now it's a fun day man tomorrow 
High noon. Noon 30, excuse me. Pre-game show. 1 o'clock with the first pitch. Oklahoma, Texas A&M in the College World Series from Omaha. How exciting is that? All right, quick break. Let's wrap up our one. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hit it up. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Or you can hit us up on the River Spirit Casino uh, Riverwind Casino jackpot line. That's Riverwind Casino, 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. And as always, hours one is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Oh, can I tell you what generated the most debate yesterday, Josh? You may. The most debate generated in my DMs and on Twitter was trying to figure out what game, what was uh, before Rob called we had, was it someone from a dare that called in? Anyway, and he had asked about what was the what was the warnings given in the Florida game? Yes. Yes. I had more people. I had one guy who was talking about baseball, you dummy. Half the people were like, it was a UCF game. <laughs> Trying to solve the mystery. Yeah, Crack the, mystery, the code. That's the mystery funny. of what he was getting into was fantastic. Where was that fight at? What is he uh, referring to? We'll get to more of your tweets next on the Home of Sooner fans. You know what I've realized I haven't done through the uh, majority of this show today, Josh? What is that? I didn't let Joey know until just now about Coach. I, I just texted him, Oh, too. did you really? <laughs> so Joey's going to get a double dose of you and I coming up here in just a bit. Uh, typically on Thursdays, we are at Caven's Construction. We are not today due to uh, – okay, so Joey's going to come on right after Coach. Beautiful. Um we usually have Gary and the crew on, and we're live from Cavens, but wanted to be safe. Also, with TJ traveling, I didn't want to risk ruining his COVID test. Uh, so thanks to Jessica L. for kicking off the show with us. Gary's going to come on at 1030 today, and we'll wrap things up with our man Chris on the roofing side of things, CavensConstruction.com. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which is a great way to stay in touch with the show, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Um, this from the Big Bad Wolf, who writes, what if professional softball takes off and one day Oklahoma City has professional teams? Let me tell you something. I think it's possible and I think it's likely. Right now the WPF is starting with just – a couple of teams, two true professional teams. And so they're kind of on this two-person, or excuse me, two-team traveling road show. And they'll go and they'll play some travel teams and they play each other. So they're going to really know each other by the end of this year. But I, I, also, I also know that they're not just going to stay at two. They're going to expand beyond it. And I know that there's been some Oklahoma City, maybe some former baseball players who live in the area, maybe played professional baseball that are interested in starting a professional franchise. So, yeah, that's that's bottom line more than anything else. That's a possibility. Because they're going to have to go, you can't just have a professional league with two teams. You can't. And then I had to laugh at this from the 405. Did you see this? Why is Brett Squires not playing in the College World Series? Heard he is going on a cruise. If so, how does that sit with any teammates? 
TJ tried to warn you, Toby. He tried to warn you. Every single player that Toby mentioned about not being on the trip with Oklahoma was a joke because it was a shot at TJ, who basically is allowing his son to go on a cruise, or I guess go on vacation, as opposed to play in what would have been, what, like a Little League playoff or something? (laughs) Yes. right? I'm not kidding you. And I know Toby gets mad. T. Rowe's like, you got to listen to all three hours of the show. But I think sometimes some context is needed because I got in my car at 7 a.m. yesterday. And the first thing he said was, well, Tanner Treadway, he's not playing. He's got a trip to go on. And I literally did not get the clarification that it was a joke. So I'm going, I'm like, what is going on here? No, no, don't worry, dude. Everyone's going that can go. It was merely a T. Rowe in the morning show joke. Uh, Hour one in the books will kick off hour two with some more Skip Johnson, as well as some of the players who spoke yesterday. It's the home of Sooner fans.